I'm Cheryl State Bryson, mom, divorcee, health nut, and host of the Healthy Mom After Divorce podcast, where I help divorced moms get healthy, create financial stability, and develop emotional fortitude while they master co-parenting their kids. The place is here, and your time is now. So let's do this. Good morning, Healthy Mamas. I am so glad you're here for the first ever episode of the Healthy Mom After Divorce podcast. I am so excited to be able to talk to you all, so thank you for being here. Today, I want to talk to you about being the bumpers. So bear with me because this will make more sense in a few minutes. I'm going to start with a story. My school-age daughters are passionate about one thing and one thing only right now. And that thing is horseback riding. I was an equestrian as well, so I've clearly passed this on to them, and I am totally proud of that. I have no regrets. They ride a couple of times a week, and while at one of their lessons recently, I was talking to someone who was there with her daughter as well. I was sharing with her that my girls regularly tell me that they're going to own a barn and lots of horses when they grow up. The girls and I talk about this all the time, and I truly want to support them in this. If it's something they want to do when they grow up, they can definitely do it. So as I shared their dream with this person, she, you know, she thought it was sweet. And then she laughed and replied, well, they'd better marry someone rich. My spine instantly stiffened. My girls weren't in earshot, and I honestly don't think the person meant anything malicious by her response. Uh, This is a typical and normalized view of girls and women in many cultures, including our Western culture. These views are very old. Uh, They run deep in us and through many generations, partly because it was true. For a long time, this was the case, but it's not anymore. As moms, we need to notice these often innocent remarks and remind ourselves how we want to be speaking to our children and what we want them to believe as they grow up. If my daughters had heard this comment, I would have talked to them about it as soon as possible and worked to dispel the myth uh, that if they want to be successful or have something in life that they need to marry someone who can buy it for them. But we won't always be around to hear these comments from other people. And they may even come from people who our children look up to, like, for instance, their other parent or grandparents or teachers. So we need to reinforce the, if you want it, you can make it happen mentality. I believe we need to educate our children and talk to them about their dreams and what they want as they grow older. We can instill the belief that if they want something bad enough, they can work to figure out how to achieve that. And they may achieve it in a way that, you know, they didn't originally think about, but our dreams evolve over time and they need to believe that they can do that. And young girls, uh, and by that I mean all children that were born or identify as female and were socialized that way, are particularly subject to the societal notion that they need someone else in their life, often a male provider, to give them the ability or at least help them to realize their goals. As moms, we need to resist this and start talking to our kids early about how they are at the helm of their ship. They do not need someone else, and being in a relationship is truly a choice, not a necessity. As their mom, 
share ideas and tools and strategies, even just them knowing that their mom truly believes that they can get what they want without the help of a partner will move them in that direction despite other influences that they'll encounter and that frankly you can't control. Believing that they must be reliant on someone else also makes them more susceptible to ending up in relationships when they don't want to be in one or a relationship with the wrong person for the wrong reasons or worse in a toxic abusive relationship when they're beholden to the person that quote unquote gave them the money to do what they're doing. So when your kids bring up dreams for their future, embrace it, even if it's totally harebrained. Use it as an opportunity to learn more about them and talk to them about how they're going to go about achieving it in an age-appropriate way, of course. I mean, you wouldn't talk to your five-year-old the way you talk to your 16-year-old. But ask them questions. Get them to expand and be genuinely curious. Like I said, even if the idea sounds impossible to you, make it totally normal to want big, crazy things. Use language like, that is really interesting, tell me more. Or, wow, what an impressive idea. Where did you get the inspiration for that? Or, I wonder if the library has any books on that. I'd love to learn more. You're sort of planting these seeds for them to keep thinking. As they get older and are getting closer to making, you know, tangible decisions about where to live or careers to have or schools to go to or places to travel, dig a little deeper. Ask Who do you know who's already doing this? I wonder if you could talk to them and see if they have any insights. So what do you think is the next step on making this happen? What do you need to know right now to move you towards this? Even if the ideas sound far-fetched and you're almost 100% positive they won't work, who cares? If something sounds like it'll cost a ton of money or take a long time to complete, or there are factors that your kids haven't thought about yet, just ask them about it. But from a place of how can we make this work, not listing a bunch of reasons why they shouldn't do it. Use it as an opportunity to talk to them about budgets or time management or career goals or life visions. I've learned that As soon as we, as parents, look down on our kids' ideas and dreams, nothing good comes out of it, even if we're being totally pragmatic and coming from a place of trying to protect them. Children don't feel heard or supported or can feel dumb for even bringing it up or grow up believing that they can't do more. Sometimes it goes further. As they get older and become teenagers, their resolve to do what they want grows especially if their parents disagree with them. Look for ways to support, like the bumpers on the bowling lane, not a blockade in the middle of it. If the ball veers off track, the bumpers gently guide the ball back to the middle of the lane, often more than once, before it reaches the pins. Bumpers sound like genuine curiosity. Starting with words like, I wonder, is a beautiful tool. You can sneak suggestions in this way without sounding like you're telling them what to do. It fosters little redirections or paths to consider, not criticism. I wonder how people get started on that career path. I wonder who we know that may have traveled there before. Maybe they know the best places to go. I wonder what the best websites are for this stuff. And in my case, 
I wonder what a horse costs to buy, board, and keep. You might be surprised at how well your kids do looking stuff up and finding answers to questions. Learning how to do their own research is an ancillary benefit of this strategy as well. And the answers they find will either move them forward to the next step or show them it isn't for them. And you know what? Maybe your kids go forward and flop anyway. Maybe they don't knock down any pins when they throw those first few bowling balls down the lane. That's okay. It never feels good when your kid fails, but it really is okay. The bowling balls always come back and you get another shot. And with every shot, you get better. You hit the bumpers less and less, and eventually, you don't need the bumpers. You start knocking down pins and maybe even getting strikes. But without those bumpers early on, it may have been gutter ball after gutter ball. For a lot of us, it means we stop throwing the ball altogether. Be the bumpers to your kids' dreams, ideas, and goals. Let them think big. Encourage it. Gently redirect them forward to think independently and strategize and believe in themselves. They will remember fondly how you made them feel in those times and will gain so much strength from the tools you give them and the faith you have in them. I want to end with a beautiful quote from American novelist Ellen Glasgow. There is no support so strong as the strength that enables one to stand alone. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. And remember, healthy mums raise healthy kids. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave a review. And if you like what you heard, share this episode with other mums. Don't forget to follow me on social media. And if you want to learn more about me and what else I have to offer, head over to HealthyMomAfterDivorce.com. I can't wait to connect with you.